welcome to another episode of Lifetimes with Carissa Sanders, the podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing makeup artistry and the process of becoming a professional makeup artist. I'm ecstatic to have this conversation with Jan. Jan is a professional makeup artist and a part-time fashion designer based in the Philippines. Hi, Jan. How are you? Hello, Carissa. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. How's everything in the Philippines right now? Actually, because of the pandemic, um, everything is not normal yet. But hopefully, mm-hmm. we will go back to what, what we call normal, new normal. So yeah, I'm actually doing great. And fortunately, there are lots of people already asking me to do their makeup. So that's actually a good news. But it's kind of scary still. But yes, yeah. still coping with the changes as of the moment. Because you're still exposing yourself when you're interacting with yes, other exactly. people. Okay, so Jen, can you tell us a little bit of your background? Yes, so I am Jen Dayaon and I am actually the person behind my brand, my personal brand. Um, It's called mm-hmm. Jandis Creation. So I am a professional hair and makeup artist based here in the Philippines, a stylist as well, and a part-time fashion designer. Actually, I graduated hospitality management in the same university where you graduated, right. um, University of Santa Tomas. But I am now taking a complete opposite path because I am doing makeup artistry instead of hospitality management. <laughs> so yeah, that's happening right now. <laughs> but that's pretty common now, right? Uh, to have a career yeah. change. Mm-hmm. I'm actually just pursuing what I really love because when I was in high school, I really want to pursue fashion design. Mm-hmm. But since I, I had confusion before, I took hospitality management. But I'm happy now because my family is giving all the support that they could give. Right. That's why I'm pursuing what I'm really passionate about. It's always good to have a support system as well. So how did you begin your uh, career in the beauty industry? Yes. Actually, Carissa, I started my career by accident. When I was studying in UST, there's a university-wide pageant in UST. And a male contestant called me a night before the pageant. And he was asking me to do his makeup for the preliminary competition. And... I mean, when I was in college, I was I also used to dance or I am actually a performer in UST. I know something about makeup. I know how to groom a male person. Um, That's why I accept the, um, the favor from a friend. And then after the pageant, he thanked me for the grooming I did for him and gave me a thousand pesos or when you convert it in dollars, it's 20 bucks. So oh, wow. yes, I didn't want to accept the money, but yeah. I started to appreciate and realize that I can earn money from what I'm doing. And then mm-hmm. I found out that this is a job, but um, right. you know, less stress, less pressure compared to other professionals. And then, mm-hmm. yes, it, it's like um, a stress reliever for me. That's why I turned it to a profession. Back then, a thousand pesos is what? That's kind of a lot of money, right? I think that was when I was in third year college. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's actually a lot of money for me. I can actually pay my bills with that. Yeah, for a student, right? Yes. <laughs> So, like what you mentioned, you are good at a lot of things. You dance, you make clothes. Mm-hmm. Why did you focus on makeup artistry now? Yes, um, you know what, Carissa? Um, I went to the United States and pursuing my hospitality management path. 
or in mm-hmm. my career in hospitality management. But what I realized when I was working there, I don't want to work a day. Because in the United States, you I think, I'm not sure if it's still um the same, but when mm-hmm. you're working in the United States, you have 40 hours per week, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, a regular. Yes, it's like eight hours a day. So when I was working there, I have been dreaming to launch a job where I can enjoy what I'm doing. I'm earning a decent amount of money. And most especially, I don't have to work for eight. Not, I mean, if you're doing what, what you're really passionate about, you're not working at all. But yes, right. I don't want to work eight exhausting hours a day. So I feel like mm-hmm. being a makeup artist is like being a doctor or a lawyer as well, but less stress. Because sometimes people don't appreciate it and they don't consider it as a profession. But right. it really, yes, it really depends on how you become a make- makeup artist. So in my mm-hmm. case, I did study makeup artistry. And this is actually a profession because believe me or not, um, I have consultation fees. So whenever a client asks me to meet, to meet with them and then ask about what makeup should they get for their wedding, I actually have mm-hmm. consultation fees. So that's a good thing in my profession right now. This profession is really an investment. So you need good quality makeup and you have to train as well, Mm -hmm. which means you have to invest not only your money, but also your time. So how did you know that it's really what you wanted to do? Yes. The moment I started earning a decent amount of money, Carissa, um, I knew that this one is really for me. Plus, this Mm -hmm. job is not giving me too too much stress, just like what I've said. And I, I really love what I'm doing. And in terms of my capital or like um the money I have to put into my business or into my profession, just like any other businesses, mm-hmm. right? This job requires a good amount of starting money because we have to invest mm-hmm. our money in quality makeup as well so that people won't get irritated whenever we're applying makeup. And... Mm-hmm. I also have to consider how can I be a step ahead with other makeup artists here in the Philippines. So I invested my money in luxury makeup and I, I trained abroad even yes, even though I don't have savings right now. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because of all my investments, I don't have savings. I went to New York for that and it cost me a lot. And then of course yeah. the makeup and all because that's actually a good thing because I invested my money for my business here in the Philippines unlike my other Mm -hmm. um, schoolmates or unlike my other co-interns they invested their money in travels in bags in clothes you know even though I don't have savings I'm slowly getting the money back so Mm -hmm. um, the wisest things I've done when I was in the US yeah and you invested in your skill set, yes. which will help you earn more money in the future. Yes, exactly. And then the thing is that I have the diploma after I graduated in New York. So that made me a professional makeup artist because sometimes people, when, when they are doing their makeup, they call themselves professional makeup artists. But what right. they explained to me, if you don't have the diploma, if you don't have the proper training, if you cannot be considered as professional. So... I think that's really an investment as well. And then people will really believe in you because you have the diploma. And, you know, people would trust you more because mm-hmm. you studied abroad and you've, you've learned that skill set. You, you kind of honed yourself to be this professional makeup artist that they can trust who knows what he's doing. Yes, exactly. 
What were the trials that you faced along the way? Were there people who doubted you? And how did you motivate yourself? How did you manage to focus on your goal, like to get this diploma and don't worry about anything else? Mm. Of course, there were people who doubted me before. Mm-hmm. Or should I say until now, people don't consider my job as a profession. Oh, he's just a makeup artist. Right. He's just a stylist. It's not a profession at all because we still have this um mentality, especially here in the Philippines, that only the lawyers, only the doctors, only the teachers, um, those are just the profession that they consider professional. But... That's what I'm saying before, that if you have the diploma, if you have the proper training, people should consider you um, professional. But only few people can really appreciate what I'm doing. So, right. of course, you ha- really have to prove something first before you earn that support. And another mm-hmm. problem I faced when I was starting is where to get the money. I need to build up right. my kit. So, that's actually the challenge. That's why... Um, just a quick story, Carissa. When I was working in the United mm-hmm. States, I really promised myself, like, Jan, so okay, I'm not earning like a lawyer in the United States. I'm just right, working right. as a front. I mean, I am working as a front desk agent, and believe me or not, we are not really earning that much compared to food and beverage attendants. They get tips, but we don't. So what I did when I was earning a decent amount of money, um, one-fourth of it will go to my bills, one-half mm-hmm. of it will go to my to my investment, which is makeup, and then one-fourth of it will go to my savings. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's actually the challenge when I was starting, where to get that money. The money. Yeah, the money to invest in my kids. But that's good how you were able to figure all that out, right? Yeah. At such a young age. And you knew your priorities. You had to save this much money for your makeup. You really had mm-hmm. to allocate that amount to make that come into fruition. I was um thinking, am I a compulsive buyer? Because every time I get my paycheck, I always go to Sephora, Ulta. Right. So I think I'm a compulsive buyer. But you know, when I started working here as a makeup artist, I was like, oh, I'm getting the money back, but still I have the lipstick I bought in the United States. I have, I still have the mm-hmm. makeup. I still have the mirror, the brushes. You know, that's why just now I'm realizing that really made a wise decision for myself that time mm-hmm. it's really hard when you're just starting because you don't know if it'll pay off right like you're allocating this much money and you're not really sure if you will get it back yeah but based on what you're saying you are definitely getting what you invested yes exactly i mean i'm thankful for that because i'm getting the money back i mean not yet the whole money i invested to make it mm-hmm. but at least there's like money coming in especially in this time of pandemic (laughs) right it's always good to have some money coming in yes exactly who are some people who have inspired you throughout your career in terms of makeup international celebrity makeup artists it should be pat mcgrath i mean pat mcgrath patrick ta and then sir john because i met sir john when i was in la 2020 and then He's such a genuine person. He inspired mm-hmm. me so much. Here in the Philippines, I have Antea Bueno, Justin Novato. They are they are all graduates of UST as well. That's why wow. I was just like so into them. I really like Antea Bueno. I like her style. Yeah, like the glowy bronze. Mm-hmm. It's just so like natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
What is the hardest thing about being a makeup artist? I mean, before, even up to now, um, I think it's the competition mm-hmm. with yourself. Because you're the one doing the face of that person. So if you made her not so pretty, um, all the negative comments will go to you. If you made her pretty, I mean, that's good. That's a good thing. But the most challenging part, especially with the beautiful clients, you made them mm-hmm. extra beautiful. That's last points. But since they are already beautiful, if you made them not so pretty, that's a no-no for you. <laughs> I mean, as a makeup artist, I should always go to the safe side of my artistry. I always just mm-hmm. focus on enhancing the beauty. Yeah. So let's talk about your experience now mm-hmm. as a makeup artist. What, in your opinion, is the most important quality that a makeup artist should have? Oh, okay. Um, Carizo, people are saying, hey, you graduated hospitality management. You practice it for almost a year and you're going to be just a makeup artist and then I always tell this Mm -hmm. to them that yes I am in hospitality management I work in a service oriented environment and that's what I'm doing now that's Mm -hmm. why people are like really getting me because of the service I am giving to them whenever they hire me as their makeup artist so I think that's actually the most important quality as a makeup artist For you to interact, you have to be very respectful whenever Mm -hmm. you're um, talking to clients. And then, of course, on the day itself, on the day of the gig, you really have to provide Mm -hmm. the the best service that you could offer so that they will hire you again. But, you know, Jen, I think that working as a front desk employee here in the U.S. has really helped your career now because you learned real-life soft skills like conflict Mm -hmm. resolution. Yes where you had to be able to solve problems on the spot. At the same time, it builds your character. And and also, working as a receptionist requires a lot of patience and a lot of enthusiasm because you want to ensure that your guests will have an enjoyable stay, right? Yes, yes, actually. What I really learned from my work when I was working in the front desk, um, whenever there's like a problem... You, don't, you just really have to entertain the guests so that the guests will not get frustrated. And for example, there was a shoot here in the province and then the photographer actually forgot that we have a gig that day. Mm. I was just like entertaining them for two hours while contacting the, while contacting the photographer. That's just a collaboration. I mean, that's yeah. just a collab shoot. So, of course, the model invested their time the parents are here as well i was like entertaining them for two hours and then they they didn't notice that there's actually a problem happening i realized that my background in front desk or in hospitality really helps me that's also how you would manage stressful situations by entertaining people and just kind of distracting them from what's going on (laughs) for sure because we're lucky (laughs) we're lucky if we only get five complaints in a day, yeah. That's crazy. So, you know, Jen, every client is different. Yeah. How do you deal with difficult ones? For instance, a client who's not happy with their look or those with unrealistic expectations like, oh, I look like this and I want you to turn me into a Kim Kardashian or something like that. <laughs> I always get that a lot. I mean, for example, we have what we called here the ABS-CBN ball or Star Magic ball. And then... Mm. 
it's just like Met Gala in the US. After that event, people have the pictures in their phones already. Like, hey, John, I want to look like um, Rihanna. I want to look <laughs> like Beyonce, um, Gigi Hadid. And then, actually, it's about marketing or selling your service or selling your products as well. Like, for example, mm-hmm. oh, yes, we can use this as inspiration, but complement it to your face, complement it to your um to the shape of your eyes. And then, it's actually all about the approach. Mm-hmm. You already tell them beforehand that um, you're just going to enhance how they look and use that as an inspiration. Yes, as an inspiration. Like, for example, um, Beyonce always go for brown, smoky, cat crease eyes. But my client is Chinita. So definitely no cat crease because it will just be like a drawing on her eyes. So, yeah, I always tell them like, oh, but we, we can go for this colors, but we'll just change the the technique mm-hmm. used. What we will use for your eyes. Instead of doing it cat crease, we'll just do the basic smoky eyes with the same colors. We will definitely achieve the same look, but not, not exactly like technically. that. Exactly. Mm, so yes. you adjust it based on the face of the client. Mm. Yes, yes. I always adjust that because we all have different um face shapes, so we have to consider that as well. So how do you stay abreast of the latest beauty trends? Um, I think through following magazines on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, browsing in Pinterest with us. I'm that kind of old school makeup artist. I really like buying magazines. Most of the millennial makeup artists, they just go, they just purchase the magazine on their, their iPads, mm-hmm. you know, or I don't do that because I don't know how to. <laughs> oh, the digital copy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't do that because I don't know how to. What I usually do is I go to Google, I go to Pinterest or Instagram, and I just screenshot the pictures. <laughs> I just screenshot the pictures and then, or sometimes save the pictures um, in my iPad. And yeah, that's actually what I'm doing. But okay. yes, that helps me follow the trends. Mm. So Jen, what is your makeup philosophy? Are you one of the more is more or less is more? I am always for less is more. Less is more. Because yes, I just love enhancing. Sometimes I love I love transforming the client, but I only use um the lightest or the you know the minimum products that I can use mm-hmm. so that it won't get cakey and it won't get so thick. So I mean it will still look natural but at the same time you're transforming or you're um you know what you're changing the shape of the face by contouring but I always go for less is more most of the time. Because, you know, the trend nowadays based off the Kardashians is like, oh, contour here, highlight there. It's always more is more. It's like glam is it's better than natural. Yes, exactly. But what I'm doing now, because most of the makeup artists, if they're going for no makeup makeup look, they will just go for the fresh, natural looking skin and then minimal eyeshadow or eye eye techniques mm-hmm. but what i'm doing is i'm actually going for nude lips that's my signature look i'm going for nude lips and then 
just no makeup makeup look or is just a skin makeup mm-hmm. and then for the eyes i go really heavy on the eyes it will be just like eyes on me guys okay <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah because you can't do heavy eye makeup and then like a bold lipstick right exactly what is your makeup style do you follow trends or are you more traditional sometimes i follow trends and but i always filter mm-hmm. them for example not everyone can use red lipstick i mean everyone can use red lipstick but not everyone can slay right. red lipstick I always um base my makeup look um with their personality, mm-hmm. with their their aura. We An call aura. It aura. So yes, <laughs> yes, aura. <laughs> so they I always go for right. that, and if that person is really fierce, I go for exaggerated wing eyeliner. Mm-hmm. You base it off the personality of the person. Like for me, you wouldn't do a bold makeup on me because I don't think that's my personality, right? When I did your makeup, um, sweet, natural looking makeup, I think that was for your... Oat-taking. Um, yeah. For your oat-taking. So um, actually, when I did your makeup, I'm just a newbie. I don't have so much experience mm-hmm. yet. That's why I was hoping to glam you up again now that I am a professional so that I can um, give back. <laughs> that would be so fun though. But you know what, Jen? I really like what you did because during that time, I think I had a really bad breakout on my forehead or something. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, but you were that. able to cover but it. Yes. Actually, it's not really bad because you it's just like the normal skin. Maybe it, for you, it's not normal, but, but it's not actually mm-hmm. bad. And then I just enhance your, you know, I just conceal some imperfections because, I mean, even me, I have thousands of imperfections on my face. But yes, I just enhance them, cover them if you want. But most of the times, or sometimes, I ask permission from the client, would you want to, um, for me to conceal this mole or this mark? Because sometimes they don't like it, but I always ask them, and if they want to show it because that shows their personality or that shows their aura, I just erase the makeup on that part so that it will really show off. Mm-hmm. What is the one product that you can't work without? Mm, that's actually a good question. Um, One product that I cannot work without. Maybe it's my cream blushes. Really? So I have, I have this... Um, this palette from Makeup Forever. Mm-hmm. And then I use this as eyeshadow. I use this um as a lipstick. I use this for blush. Mm-hmm. I use it for the dip shades. I use it for contouring. So I think that's one thing that I cannot live without. Wow. What palette is that? That's like multifunctional. <laughs> yes. It's actually like a blush palette, um, a cream blush palette from Makeup Forever. It's really a good investment, but if you're using it for personal use, I won't recommend it because I think it's just for professional. Mm-hmm. But if you're really looking for a multi-purpose um, product, I think you should invest in a good lip or chick tint. Mm-hmm. or maybe a cream blush because you can use that as your lipstick you can use that for your eyeshadow for your blush and at the same time it lasts longer compared to powder blush right and i think it blends better too yes exactly it's so natural looking when you blend it well mm-hmm. compared to powder blush and it doesn't come off easily <laughs> yes exactly 
Jen, let's talk about some advice and tips for all the ladies out there and other people who like to wear makeup. How do you prepare dry and oily skin before applying foundation? So, Chris, I have like a big makeup bag mm-hmm. full of skincare because I always consider whether they are, they are more of the dry side or the oily side. But I always, always, always moisturize the skin even though you have an oily skin. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good technique. And then I always use um, nourishing oil. So my favorite one is the Laura Mercier Rose Nourishing Oil. That's really helpful. Even though you have oily skin, mm-hmm. it will just give you that very moisturized and well-prepped skin wherein foundation will really glide smoothly. So that's actually a good tip. Um, moisturize your skin even though you have oily skin. I see. So you use that nourishing oil after you put on the moisturizer? It's actually my second step whenever I'm preparing preparing the skin. So first, I use toner to remove excess oil okay. and dirt. And then the second one will be the nourishing oil. And I will just massage it to my client for at least 5 to 10 minutes. So, yes, I always give, like, facial massage for my <laughs> client. So you really take your time in prepping the face first before putting on the makeup. Because if you really prep the skin, sometimes if the client's skin is really good, I prep them and then I just use the concealer under the eyes and then after that, powder. Mm, so really minimal makeup just to enhance what yeah. they already have. Yes, and I don't use foundation most of the time if you have the glass skin. Mm-hmm. So yes, I don't use foundation for them because I just want to enhance the beauty of their skin. And you don't want to cover that up if it's already like pristine. I wish we all have that kind of skin. <laughs> right? So uh, Chen, today's women are busier than ever. What is the easiest or quickest way to turn a day or work look into something that works for a night out? This is actually connected with the question about the one product that I cannot work without. Mm -hmm. From day makeup, you just need to apply tinted moisturizer or tinted sunscreen and that will serve as your foundation. Mm -hmm. And then you just have to use lip and cheek tints so that it will give you that natural, fresh, glowing effect for your day agenda. And then if you're turning it into... For example, you have a night out. All I can say is just to add a little bit more of the lip and cheek tints. Darken your lips. Darken your lips a little bit. Or again, it really depends on your personality. And after that, you can actually just go for a wing eyeliner. You're really doing like red lipstick or even though you're doing nude lipstick, a wing eyeliner is a very powerful technique. It can change the mood of the person and then it, it will just bring fun if you're going for a night out. Mm, I see. You don't really have to be technical and do a very dark eyeshadow. Eyeshadow, eyeshadow yes. That's not really the trend as of the moment because we are in the um generation where skin is really in. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good technique. Just swing it out. And you're Just going the eyeliner out. You know, I have chidita eyes, so I, I don't often wear eyeliner, but it really mm-hmm. brings out my eyes when I do, and especially when I wing it out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with what you said. It, it really boosts the person's confidence as well. 
Yes, exactly. What are some common beauty mistakes that women make? Hmm. Whenever I go to Instagram and YouTube, people do their concealer. They draw um very solid triangle under their eyes. Mm-hmm. They're really drawing a solid triangle under their eyes to cover up the eye bags. But I think that's not really a good technique because you're putting a lot of products mm-hmm. even though you don't have so much imperfection on your cheeks that's that covers your skin so it's not really good i think that's one beauty mistake that most of the girls nowadays um do because they see it in um youtube or instagram so i think that should change and then just use the right amount of products to just cover your imperfection So how would you do it properly if you want to cover your dark circles? How do you do it without drawing that huge triangle under your eye? And whenever I'm concealing my client's imperfection, are you're familiar with the the eyeshadow blending brush? It's like a dome brush and then it's like really bougie. Mm-hmm. So I use that for concealer instead of the solid concealer brush. Yeah, like the I flat the- one. Yes, the flat one. I don't use that most of the time. Mm-hmm. I use the blending eyeshadow brush for under eyes so that it will really just blend it out nicely. And then I just use at least three dots of concealer under the eyes and that will that will work. Mm, so you don't draw the triangle at all? You just use dots? <laughs> yes, I just use dots. When I was studying in... Um, makeup forever for my final exam she really have this very dark eye bugs so what you can do with that if you have that for example you you did not get enough sleep a night before your event you can mm-hmm. use an orange base lipstick or a reddish lipstick to color correct and then that would work you can also cover that with the foundation and dots of concealer I love how you said or how you mentioned color correction before concealing because that's actually a good technique to avoid piling concealer. Yes, exactly. Because most of the time, people are just like adding more and more until the makeup get cakey. Right. And that's what we want to avoid, cakey makeup. <laughs> Girl, you're not a wedding cake. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're the bride. Anyway... Um, what are <laughs> what are the top five must-have products for everyday makeup look? For everyday makeup look, it would be your moisturizer, your sunblock, your lip and cheek stains for your blush and then for your lips. Mm-hmm. And for eyeshadow sometimes. Um, your eyebrows. And then I think your mascara because that will make a big difference on your face if you curl your eyelash and then just put on some mascara when you've been mentioning lip tints and cheek tints what brand would you recommend for your um viewers or for your listener um i think one of the best lip and cheek tints i've tried and it's really good for your skin as well um it's the body shop um lip and cheek tint in hibisco okay i think i've used that before Yes, I I think I use that for you as well because I always have that in my kit. And then yeah. that's my favorite lip and cheek tint. I use it for everyone. Oh, so it's the Hibiscus, the Body Shop Lip and Cheek Tint. Yes. Okay. We better take note of that. <laughs> John, what is the most important beauty advice you can give to women? 
I mean, makeup is just like an instrument to enhance you the beauty that you already have. I think because um if you don't have the right attitude even though you're wearing the best makeup or the most expensive makeup the makeup will not really be noticed mm-hmm. but if you really focus on your personality on being just really kind to people and really be just the most approachable um woman for example in a cafe and then the rest will follow mm-hmm. like the compliments will follow the most important beauty advice i can give to women is to put less by that mm-hmm. you take care of your skin and at the same time you just really show to people the real beauty that that you have it's just embracing your true self exactly so it's very trendy right now like showing your freckles showing your imperfections don't use so much concealers Just show your perfection because at the end of the day, you also have to accept yourself. I think that's a very good advice because teenagers are growing up in this world where there's so many information Mm -hmm. that they have access to. And they're having a hard time accepting themselves because, well, they don't look like the certain celebrity who has a hairstylist, a makeup artist. They have a team, right, to to glam them up. I think that Instagram and other social media is like really changing the personality of the person if they're they are really into it so Mm -hmm. just filter the influencers that you will follow someone who is really good enough to um influence you or to bring you to the good side of the world you know if you know what i mean like because most of them Mm -hmm. i don't want to drop names but most of them they're just telling you to buy this is like highlighting your insecurities because you cannot afford buying Louis Vuitton. So there are like influencers right. like that doing unboxing and all and everything like buying expensive makeup. You don't really need to buy expensive makeup. All you have to do is to find the perfect makeup that will suit your skin type, your personality, and don't listen to them. Don't buy Chanel. Don't buy Gucci. Of course, if you have money, then it, but you don't really have to buy them. Mm-hmm. I was like that before. I have so much insecurity. So whenever this person or influencer will tell me, oh, I, I bought this entire set of Dior. I was like, I really wanted that. Yeah. I really want to have that as well. But I think that's not, not a good impact to me. And you know, Jan, I'm glad you mentioned that because... It's like being a photographer. Even if you have the best camera, if you don't have the skill set to capture a good photo, then it doesn't matter. Or like as a makeup artist, even if you have the most expensive makeup, if you're not really a skilled makeup artist, then it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I really agree. Ang witty mo dun, girl. That's right. I mean, that's the Filipino language, but um, I think that's really... That's really it. You don't. I don't have to expand it because that's it. If you don't have the skills, if you don't have the the passion, mm-hmm. it will never look good. I think. Do you know why I mentioned that? Why? It's because I bought so many branded makeup in the past, which I kind of regret now. <laughs> uh, but since I don't have the skill set, I can't do it as flawlessly as you guys. I can't mm-hmm. uh, create masterpiece. I think everyone can do makeup, especially you. If I have that beautiful skin, believe me or not, I will be a model. I mean, I will go for the modeling, <laughs> do my modeling path. But I always tell that to my clients. You know what? If I have that, if I have the beautiful face just like yours, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I will not be a makeup artist. I will be a mom. <laughs> <laughs> but in your case, Teresa, you're just really so down to earth. But I think you're really doing it good because you don't really have to be like so, you know, so extra. You just have to show your personality. And what I can see in your personality, you're just very you're just a very simple girl who just wanna pursue I mean you're just a simple girl and then that's really that's makes you simply the best. I think that's really um good thing about you. Oh well thank you so much. That that's really a good compliment. I like it when people tell me I, I'm simple and I I'm not really that high maintenance, you guys. <laughs> exactly. No, you always remember this, okay? I am simple and that that makes me simply the best. Oh wow. I, I love that, Jen. I really do. Yes, it's, you don't have to be someone else, someone really extra and just is laying every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is your vision for Jandy's creation? You know, I always have this insecurity that I am not as beautiful as other people. I am not as attractive as other people. Maybe that's the reason why I don't have boyfriend yet since birth. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, I, I turned that insecurity into something that could help other people because most of my clients they are saying yes Jan um I'm not really that beautiful so I'm really hoping that you will make me the most beautiful version of myself mm-hmm. on my wedding day you know I always get that whether I'm doing um bridal makeup or graduation picture or you know anything special mm-hmm. and then my vision for Janice creation is just to continue the mission i've started which is to make everyone beautiful and confident this is a business but before business i have the passion to make everyone beautiful and then the money just follows so my vision is to really widen uh, my brand so that a lot of people will be able to experience the service and then um my my work of art i don't want them to think that I am not beautiful at all. I am, you know, I am not as beautiful as this. You don't have to be as beautiful as Kardashian or you don't have to be as beautiful as Gigi Hadid and all the celebrity. You just have to be yourself, accept yourself, be the most confident right. version of yourself out. And then just people will just notice that you're really beautiful inside and out. And then the personality, I'm, I'm always highlighting that, Carissa, that even though you have the perfect skin, even though you have the perfect makeup, but if your attitude is not really good, it won't change anything. Yes, I think that's my vision, mm-hmm. to just continue to make everyone beautiful and confident at the same time. Wow, that's very powerful, Jen. And I think what like what you said, it's really the inner beauty that amplifies the physical appearance. Yes, exactly. I'm so happy that I was able to share this to you and to your listeners because, of course, there are just aspiring makeup artists out there. I mean, they are still confused mm-hmm. whether they will take makeup artistry as a profession. But you don't really have to be very serious about it because all you have to do is to just pursue your passion and then the rest will follow i think the money will follow the you know the career will follow the fame will follow but you just have to trust your your heart with this one oh well thank you so much jan for having this conversation with me i've learned so much from you and Mm -hmm. i'm sure that you were able to enlighten everyone who listened to the podcast especially those who will want to become a makeup artist like you someday Mm -hmm. 
and you know you gave them an idea on what makeup artistry is really like and of course the process as well mm-hmm. so jen would you like to plug your instagram accounts or website yes guys um kindly follow me on instagram it's um at jan j-a-n underscore the yaon by the way, I use my personal accounts as my portfolio as well. And then for my Facebook account, um, follow me by searching Jan Willis Dayaon. Thank you so much again, Jan, for being here. It was such a pleasure having this conversation with you. It's an honor for me, Carissa. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's it for today's episode. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye!